when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Tuesday, June 29th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 406. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Ricardo Contreras. Hello. Rob Zachney. Good morning. And Patrick Klepek. Hey. Hi. Whoa, that was that was energetic. You brought you brought the energy too. You had a little pop in your step with the, the uh, intro. Yeah. I've heard well, a lot of those intros. You know, yes. not, sometimes not, you, you know, got it, think... sometimes you don't. And yeah, I was running that... late this morning. And when you when I'm running late, sometimes that means I don't have it. <laughs> but I had it this morning. I was just running late. You know yeah, what I mean? No, yeah. That, yeah, no, no. Listen, I just wanted to acknowledge that like, I went that, to the that, movies I've... yesterday. So that Ooh, means I it's yeah. like I'm a new person. I feel like a human being again. Uh, I saw Fast Nine in theaters. Nice. That's a great movie to go back to the theater. Like I really like that movie, but yeah. I I also recognize that I really liked the experience of going to a theater to see a movie again for the first time. And that's the uh, kind of movie to to do it. It's I, not just a kind of movie. I think it's specifically of the Fast series. The amount of like cameos and like cheap pops. I mean, I think it's a great movie. I think Justin Lin understands those characters and like. But, it, but it's, an, shine. it's an audience film. It's an audience uh, pleaser. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kato Ka- yes. telling me in uh, New York at one point when him, Rob, and I were uh, looking for some some place to get a beer, where he uh, mentioned that what he's been doing. Well, Kato, you should just explain what you're doing, how you've re-experienced the, oh, the yeah. Fast and Furious franchise, because it is. Uh, when you explained it to me, it was it's, a delight. It's been a delight, and like they, they've been doing this since. Um, a while back, uh, whatever eight weeks away from the the launch of Fast Nine was, but like certain mm-hmm. movie theaters were doing free tickets to see every Friday, going in order all of the Fast and Furious movies, and I'd never Wait, seen there them. Were free tickets, free tickets, like straight up. You just go on. You had to like input a specific code on AMC's right, website. Right. And it was like, yeah, you paid the one dollar convenience fee for buying a ticket online, and then that's you bought it. concessions. And then I bought a bunch of food then. because it, they're, they're always right <laughs> at dinner time. So whatever. Yeah. But I would have bought that food and a ticket before. Now I'm just sure. buying the food. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. AMC doesn't know they were missing out on more Cotto money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd never seen them before. I was like, this will be great. Uh, I missed the first two because I got on tickets too late and everyone else was on that quicker they were only showing it in like one theater at one time so it's like or one theater per one mm. right i know (laughs) yeah one theater per actual per theater theater location one screen per theater yeah there you go that's a better way to say it um So I ended up watching those. Did you go through all of H- them? Did you watch yeah, all eight? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I only saw I saw the first two at home because I missed out on the theater for that gotcha. one. I gotcha. saw three through eight in the theater with people, and like it, it was really great because uh, for some reason those were a little emptier. 
Uh, so it was like an easy way to get back in until they hit five. Five was a very full one, but also was the most fun because every single character reveal in that movie, people were fucking popping off at because it was like, you know, the return of a bunch of yes, favorite yes. characters from earlier. Well, it, it made it sound like when you go to, you know, when people go to watch like The Room or Rocky Horror Picture Show, right. like yeah, something yeah. that where was it's a, absolutely it, it. It's, it's a communal experience where it is expected that all theater decorum has been tossed out in favor of a group celebration 100 and that just seemed that was like incredibly <laughs> jealous yelling and that, all that yes that that like even watching it for the first time that seems like an ideal way to have have experienced it it was it was fucking amazing it was great um so yeah i did I've, that's what i've been doing the past couple of months as uh on the lead up and then yeah i watched it last weekend this past weekend as well and that was fucking it's just so good it's, it's very so good fun. it was very good I like their character, like the Tokyo Drift, like side characters are in that movie in a non, in like a non cameo way, in yeah. like a in like a yeah. way where they all have like lines and you get an update on where they're a lot. Like Bow Wow is in that movie, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, which which that's more. Uh, I saw Bow Wow twice this week. That's more than I thought I'd see. Wow. <laughs> he was doing a live stream with uh, with Soldier Boy. He was doing an Instagram live with Soldier Boy. They were comparing their careers outside of hip hop. Yeah, uh, Bow Wow was making the 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 sh- much stronger case in in on the facts that his uh, do rags are like everywhere, and they are they're like everywhere. The, the Bow Wow branded do rag is is widely available across the country, probably across the world. <laughs> but Soldier Boy was very compelling in the way he was lining up that he had new Soldier Boy lemonade that you could get at Seven Elevens, you could get at Sickos, and that it was very good. Uh, and also he was just roasting the hell out of Bow Wow. Like Bow Wow just doesn't have it like Soldier Boy has it these days. You yeah. know what I mean? Soldier Boy never lost his his flair. Bow Wow like, needs to just, ask where his Soldier Boy handheld console. I would went. love to know. We ordered one. It yeah. never showed I, up. I put in a credit card number. It wasn't charged, but they got that info. They can charge that at any time. I will at forget. I will forget to expense it. Soldier Boy is sitting on that info. If he we ever doxed needs, ourselves, we, Austin. It's true. It's true. God. Anyways, that was that's why I have a little pep in my staff. Fast and the Furious plus mm. watching <laughs> watching Soldier Boy and Bow Wow Instagram lives. How could I not? Classic weekend. Class classic weekend. Hey everybody, welcome to the classic <laughs> weekend. We should do a classic weekend event. That sounds great. What we just listen to classic cla- tunes and retro games. What, what yeah. is the, okay? All right. Yeah, that sounds right. What are our classic um, tunes though? I don't know. Classic <laughs> weekend to me. Like I've been waiting Japanese for something to happen. Pop. Japanese city. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> already broader, but 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 it's in line with what I was gonna say, which is I've been waiting for a turn to happen in American radio station genre, which is. We are reaching the point where millennials are getting old and millennials grew up on a very particular blend of music because uh, hip hop was was finally being was finally being appropriated by brands in our lifetimes. (laughs) Um, And know you've made it. When Pepsi's right. like, well, let's like, go. Not only do you have white boy bands biting on the the vibes of black boy bands from the late eighties, uh, but now you also have like the the you. It, I think when we were listening to Britney Spears mm-hmm. and and Sync, uh, 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 you know, on pop stations, that was also the era where we saw a lot of black hip hop like groups break through to white audiences for the first time. 
Um, and I'm wait, I've been waiting for like the equivalent of a, lot a of boys to cop. men played in uh, the right. Well, this exists already. But the thing that I specifically want to see blend is the classic rock station with the now classic pop and mm. crossover R and B R and B and rap station. That like when we're fifty, I'm going to need to hear like my Chemical Romance and Kanye West <laughs> yeah. and and yeah. you know and sync back, oh, no. back to back. That's gonna have to happen. I'm and shrinking. Yeah, throw some I'm city shrinking pop in there. Right, like this is the thing. That's is what like, the, like, we're gonna live in that world. Station is gonna be wow. Right. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Is like the the contemporary classic rock station has adjusted by just moving the needle forward and and pulling like Green Day, early Green Day. So into what that do they format. call? Uh, I mean, it's old like all these stations could be all these stations because it's like the advent of the technology, and so like it can kind of go along that continuum. <sighs> Pretty but oldies has even moved up, right? I think at this point. But what do they? I'm just calling. Like, what do they call themselves? When you want to listen to like 70s, like do they like we're like that's 70, oldies. Like, that's so oldies. Well, like yeah, the 70s, 80s, and today, right? So you're saying, oldies, like, so you're saying the term today. oldies will <laughs> no. never just like move along the timeline. Oldies will always mean that era. No, but it has moved. I think. Rob, yeah, you know because like about this, early, Rob, you're tilting your head. I'm just going. Where are old people going to listen to their jams? Older than you're us. talking about older. Yeah. Do they have 70. to turn the dial to somewhere else, or is there? I'm just wondering how the terminology is. Apparently, shifted. the oldies format is just dying. 60s <laughs> music from the 60s, as <laughs> oh, of 2020, no. is becoming increasingly rare on radio. Of the 1,000 most played songs on the radio as of May 2020, only four of them are from before 1970, and Ooh. three of them also benefit from being aired on classic rock stations as well as oldies and classic hits. So maybe what I'm talking about exists as the classic hits. Okay, so right. classic hits is a radio format, which includes songs from the top 40 charts from the 70s to the 2000s, with music of the 80s as the core. Um, mm. So then what we're so looking does that for shift is... shift then, the, the further we move in time, right? That's there my question. Yes. Undoubtedly, someone out there is listening to this and can get, like, it works at a radio station. Yeah, or yeah, has, yeah 100%. And can, please write in. I want to. I want to understand, like, what is the like, you know, the person who runs the radio station who like doesn't want to see these songs from the '60s leave. Like, what is the conversation? Like, hey, yeah, we can't. What's do going this on anymore. internally at this point in those spaces? A hundred percent. I'm just looking at like the bl- the list on Wikipedia of various radio formats, and there's stuff here that I've like heard of and then forgot existed, like Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm <laughs> is a radio that? format. What? Uh, in genre of contemporary R&B performed in a smooth, romantic, jazz-influenced style, mm. uh, named after the Smokey Robinson 1975 album, A Quiet Storm. Oh, okay. uh, But, like, it's 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 that, like, you know, it's the quiet <laughs> storm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, uh, oh, wow, this is an interesting. A uh, Quiet Storm was most popular as a programming niche with baby boomers from the 70s and the, and the early, uh, from the mid-70s to the early 90s. That's when they listened to it. During that era, it promoted a noticeable shift in the sound of R&B at the time. Quiet Storm songs were, in most cases, devoid of any significant political commentary and, main, and maintained a strict aesthetic and narrative distance uh, from issues relating to urban life. Quiet Storm appropriates R&B and soul slow jams and recontextualizes them into rotations with their peers and predecessors. Very interesting. It's yeah. all smooth and no life. You know what I mean? Right, it's all yeah. that. It's all smooth and no groove. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I could just read various radio format pages forever, but I'm avoiding the thing that we actually set up before. Yeah, we, yeah, we no, yeah, we have beep, 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 beep. Rob, what's going on? <laughs> what are you why doing? Are you, why are you playing? Why? I, 
Why are you playing Fortnite? Did you like scroll through like the F in Steam and just like accidentally launch? Like it's Fortnite Epic Patrick. Game Patrick. 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 Excuse Patrick. me. Patrick. Please. Excuse me. Well, I guess you could. Could you add it as a as a as a? You, you could. could. You, you could. could. You could, you could, you could put it as an executable. I've done. I was going to games. say. I was going to say that as a premier journalist in the world of games journalism, uh-huh. you can't be ruining your your credibility like that. But also, at least you didn't co-sign an empty conspiracy theory that would end up leading to harassment <laughs> of, a, of an in, indie dev. So, oh, I'm just saying. Uh, so this is Joel's fault, first of all. Um, <laughs> Joel Fowler, yes. Joel Fowler. How? So, okay. Okay. Now actually, listen. This is crooked. No, 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 to no. Joel's credit. Okay. Jordan Ull, uh, the journalist and um, leftist uh, who probably got most notoriety for uh, covering the the military's uh, Twitch yes. streaming programs and uh, fucking with them relentlessly, I guess I would say. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Jordan Ull was doing a fundraiser this weekend uh, for a Baltimore homeless charity, uh, getting health care to unhoused people in Baltimore, particularly focusing on the COVID vaccine. Joel was tapped to join for a segment, and he asked me to play with him. Uh, And so uh, I did. Uh, Adam Conover, uh, our our friend, was was also part of the squad. And I... (laughs) So there's a few Did things. You, okay. All right. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> uh, I, had, I had questions, but I'm going to let you lead. Go ahead. Well, one, I had sort of expected, my assumption had been that this was kind of like one of those ironic fundraisers where like, ah, don't make me play Fortnite. And like Jordan Null was was kind of, it, it was basically about like torturing Jordan. No, it, it turns out <laughs> Jordan Null likes Fortnite a lot and is really good at it. Um, and <laughs> Just so, like Rob. Just like Rob. Yeah. And we're so always like saying, time, we're always saying just like Rob, <laughs> Rob loves Fortnite. And by the time we tuned in, we, we, the time our segment was up, like Jordan had already been sort of wrecking house, uh, for the entire weekend. Uh, oh, he seems no. to, he seems to have a really high victory Royale, uh, rate there or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> wow! Know yeah. did, you, did you see? The condescension still leaked through in discussing it. Uh, yeah, I guess he was raising raising funds for homeless people, but you know whatever uh. the fuck Fortnite is. <laughs> so the other thing is because I haven't played Fortnite in about two years. Yeah. After launching the game, I just had to sit there for like twenty minutes. Watching uh-huh. an intro where Rick from Rick and Morty is fighting an alien invasion. <laughs> right. Um, they don't seem to have voiced Rick. So it's just Rick looking and like reacting to things silently. Um, That's how that character works, right? I'm not a Rick and Morty guy, but he's really contemplative. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, always, they're always praising the way the characters are, are just, the you know, subtlety. self-reflection. The restraint. Uh, Superman was there. Uh, as well, uh, doing well. I would say he was doing Superman things, but in the world of Fortnite, he doesn't seem to have quite the value he does in the DC universe. Like he's just another guy uh, who, who's who's there. Um, so then, once you get through the opening cutscene and everything, like oh shit, there's there's aliens coming to Fortnite. It was like one screen after another of like, hey, welcome back. You haven't played in a little bit. Want these gifts and I was like, not really. I don't really care. And it was like, look at all these gifts we gave you. 
click through each gift, open them, look excited, react. And so it was like good, you know, 15 minutes of being like, yes, that that's a skin for a pickaxe. Love it. That's great. Um, Rob, then, I pulled this up, but I just need to I just need I think you're underselling this intro a little bit. Because there includes a clip in it where like Clark Kent is at his desk at the Daily Planet and on his TV on his monitor behind him is Fortnite and he's playing as Batman. <laughs> he's like he's got his he's got the Batman it, skin right. going. That's a nice gag. <laughs> that is good. They're doing their they're doing the thing they're doing out there. Oh, I mean, to be very clear, Fortnite's cool. I liked it. Like, we'll we'll get to oh, that. We'll I was get like, there. oh okay. shit, okay. Fortnite's okay. fun. Okay. Um it's fun in part because when you're playing with some, when you're playing a battle royale with someone who's good, it's just yeah. like um, ascendant. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun night out. It's like somebody else is paying, basically, <laughs> where it's like get whatever you want, uh, <laughs> do whatever you want. I got it, and it's like cool. All right, this is gonna be great. Um, and so yeah, I felt pretty sheepish, uh, but actually, Adam was in the same boat. He and I both loaded in, had the. 1.0 like default Fortnite character skin with the oh. army green tank top and yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. camo trousers and nothing so else. I don't even know if people make fun of people for having default skin anymore. I don't because think so. who does? There have been enough free skins over the years that you. I, how did you not get a skin from like a Happy Meal or something by now? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and yet there I was uh, with that with that skin. Uh, and the first game we played. Now, I think because a bunch of us were scrubs, I think we got uh, match made to our level and not Jordan's. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, because they have bots <laughs> in Fortnite is, that are but. pretty good. But okay. like, we'll definitely not react super strongly to getting like, you know, plinged uh, with some distant long range fire. Uh-huh. And so we got some suspiciously easy like uh, kills. And we're starting to really feel ourselves and everything. Um, and Jordan's like, yeah, you guys, uh, those are probably people. Those are probably real <laughs> users. Um, also, there's now UFOs that fly around and shoot like death rays from above. Um, and people ride on the UFOs. They're like big, they're, you know, they're big spinning discs. And so people are just riding around the top of those things, opening fire uh, on folks. It's fun when you do it. Sucks to have it done to you. But our first <laughs> game, we we won. Um, oh, we sh- we won by shooting down a UFO full of people. Um, but you know they were bad people because they were trying to they were trying to steal our our dub. Uh, so <laughs> sure. we, we had to bring them down. <laughs> they had to be uh, dealt with. Yeah. Um, and then I had forgotten. There were so many things I'd forgotten, both about Fort. Like, first of all, Tomato Town. Tomato gone. Town. Is it still? I was going to say, there's no more Tomato Damn, Town, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, let's let's go to Tomato Town, because I know that area pretty well. Um, and it is it is no more. In fact, none of what I remember is is really there anymore. Um, I'd also forgotten what playing a Battle Royale with Joel was like. All right, Joel um, was playing too, right? Yeah, and it's like, to be very clear, I love Joel Fowler. Oh boy. <laughs> I missed Joel Fowler. Yeah. Um I'm happy for Joel Fowler. He seems to be thriving. Congratulations, have this a kid. Joe. Like he's he's kid. crushing life. Kid seems great. Had a good talk with Joel a couple couple weeks ago, I guess now. But do you remember how Joel would on the one hand be like pretty serious and like shot collery in battle royales? 
But then yeah. also his slightly hummingbird-esque attention span and demeanor <laughs> would cause him to Jesus break from Christ his rock. own shot calls. Oh. And he would just go stir <laughs> shit up without, like, I mean, telling you. Okay, yeah, I do remember this. Now and so, like, you would be like, I'm okay, like, let's yeah. not let's not engage these guys. It's like, cool, yeah, good call, Joel. I don't think we should engage these guys. And then you would hear, like, brap, 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 brap. I do Boom. remember this. Yeah, And yeah. it's like, Joel, what's up? And he's like, I'm just shooting these guys. And it's like, the guys were not engaging? Um, there was a time where, like, he hijacked a car to drive Adam safely out of the storm and then just kept driving into a crowd of dudes <laughs> and like got him and Adam like instantly killed, like shot past me and Jordan just like drove straight to the abyss uh, and, God. and perished. And he's like, oh, th okay, that wasn't a good call. And it's like, no, no, I don't think it was. Um, and it was just, it was fun. It was like, oh, I'd forgotten these these nuances of, of mm -hmm. playing a, a battle royale with, with Joel, uh, which is that, like, on the one hand, really on his game, really serious. On the other hand, pure agent of chaos. Absolutely. <laughs> Undeniable. Um, and then I got to say, like, it's such a weird experience now. Fortnite has many games in it that I don't remember. Like, there's a there's a bounce pad map where you where you get orbs aboard an alien spaceship and like mm. you get tons of magic loot boxes out of that. And so if you win the orb game, uh, you just get showered in like gold guns and <laughs> it's just like probably going to go away after the season. But there it is in this right. game. Uh, everything's alien theme. There's this weird mini game and then you get you do another drop uh, after that. Now with your elite loot. Um, the vehicles are good. Uh, they feel fun to drive. Uh, they look, they look cool. And I guess the, the last point I make is by the end, I got up to speed. I started yeah. to, I started to clutch things out by the end there. <laughs> mm, I right. feel, I feel like we need, you know, and, and journalism school, I was, I was told that, you know, you should get secondary sources before uh -huh. you uh, take that. Well, uh, I tried to bots. find the stream. Well, uh -huh. which channel? Oh, it was on the Young Turks. Yeah, well, see, that's subscribers only, so I can't. I, I clicked. I tried to find that's it. That's too bad. So you didn't. You didn't. I see, can't see your apparent. You didn't victory. see that clutch round where we won. <laughs> oh, the famous. You know, I saw that trending on Twitter. It was the oh the hashtag the clutch round? The yeah, everyone was everyone was losing it on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the other thing is, I just miss playing battle royale. Like, yes, it. I had missed the fact that like. Each match in Fortnite is about 30 minutes. And the first like 10, 15, you're just shooting the shit. The last uh -huh. 15, you're like all in on your game. And it's such a solid rhythm. Um, yeah, I was just, I was take it. And I don't know what the other refinements are, but the entire thing felt a lot better uh, than it did in the past. My actual suspicion is two years ago, I was playing every shooter on mm. a monitor that was meant for like, desktop photo and film editing mm. uh -huh. and so it had really good color reproduction but was it really a 60 fps monitor no right, <laughs> right. like right. at 60 fps you would have obvious tearing and i was like oh that doesn't matter like i mm -hmm. i doubt i'm good enough that that makes any kind of difference As it like, turns out it does it makes a huge difference to how a game feels it makes a huge difference for for how those close range shootouts feel yeah. Um. And so the the entire thing just felt much tighter. So are you in uh, now? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm hearing you're you're gonna go pro in Fortnite. Um. 
I mean, so to be very clear, <laughs> in a game, like I think the representative game that we won, Jordan had 16 eliminations on him. Yeah. The rest of us combined had six. Okay. So yeah, it's it was like, a hard. It's like carry. playing. It's like playing with Will. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, cool. Yes. I'm here, but I'm really just here, just <laughs> just hanging out. But got, the last, got- but the last game we played, like, I I did. I was the one to like save us from a wipe. I got Jordan back on his feet, which is the only one we needed to win. Uh, I got Jordan <laughs> back on his feet. We got the hell out of there, and then um, we killed a bunch of dudes and when they were chasing us in our semi. And uh, it it was it was a ridiculous like Mad Max ending to the game where there's a bunch of cars driving around in circles and people just like opening up on each other with automatics. It rolled. And uh, by the end, I was like, (laughs) that's that's it. That's what you want. Let's play more Fortnite. (laughs) We have to go back. See, this is the thing right now is anytime I click on any I I have two different answers for this. The first is I would like to play. I would like to play a, a a battle royale again. I miss them. I'm with you. Uh, but the second thing is every time I see anyone talk about Fortnite, Apex, or PUBG, all of the comments in the thread underneath it are dead game. Yep. No matter what. Yep. And it's like, well, one of them has to not be dead. They're all doing fine. They're all doing well. All of them are doing well. None of them are dead games. But I no longer have an a- access to like the idea of which is popping in that way in the culture. And I don't I, I don't think any of them are. I think the they've all just they've just settled. Yeah. Like they yeah, have their totally. audiences and they ebb and ebb and flow. I mean, Apex yeah. doesn't even have its mobile game yet, correct? I think that's true. Yeah, I don't think it right. Does yet. So that that game will is gonna you know that'll be the next step for. I played some Apex recently. I still think that game is good too. Um, but I like the the second part of this is we did that Fortnite Fortnite mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, <laughs> and it broke me on the game at the time. I'm not saying I'd never go back. But yeah, I think people just didn't like us playing Fortnite because we're so shitty at it. Yeah, we were bad. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were bad. so <laughs> no, bad and, at it. And there, and there wasn't even um, like even like at Brexit Battlegrounds, like we settled on like, OK, if we approach it from this way, we can yes. have some fun can, and we can get we better can create, at it. We can cre- and, or, or we can create the circumstances for which eventually a win will just happen out of random happenstance. We never right. there was never like, all right, well. Austin's gonna do this, and Natalie's gonna do this, and Patrick, like nothing. It was just like, you know who's shit? Yeah. Everybody. Everyone sucks at building, everyone sucks at shooting, and it was like, well, <laughs> I think where I feel like Rob had a good I feel like Rob had a good handle on like the geographical component of like here's where we should be moving. I remember that pretty clearly at the time, but I just remember us just getting just worked. So I asked about this before I played. I was like, how important is building these days? And if anything, I assumed it would be more important because I think this was where where our games would fall apart is we were losing shootouts because we weren't building walls. Yeah. And yeah, when we get down to about like 10, 15 people, it would just be like, yeah, a few people anecdotally were like, it's less necessary than it Mm. used to be. And Mm. playing it, it certainly felt that way. Like it. Yeah, it helps being able to quickly like put a building down. Um, But it wasn't as... It wasn't as important. Like, in some ways, the vibe was a little bit more PUBG, where it's like, do you get the jump on people? Like, do you get the first, like, the first couple shots before Mm -hmm. they, like, realize where you are? And that's kind of the decisive point in it. Uh, And so, like, it feels like being able to quickly build walls is less critical. 
Um, obviously now I've got that uh, 120 hertz monitor, uh, so I can I can carry you guys. Um, I think. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think we nice. I think we went back. No um, famous last words there. Oh. I would be the new tomato Tom. I think I think mean, it'd be like go for it. You know what? I don't risen. need that. That's yeah. I see. Yeah. Great. Great. Mm, uh, mm, mm. I, I'm I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to. We've been talking about going on a tour. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. A tour of games, of games. Crowbar and Sickle looking for a new home. A new home. And we should check in on PUBG, too. We should, we should, we'll we'll see if that, if that's the one, you know, we'll bounce around from some things. We'll try Fortnite, we'll try Apex, we'll try PUBG, we'll try some stuff that is not a battle royale at all over the next year or whatever. We'll see what rises to the top. I don't know. No promises. Where, where are we dropping is like the meta. Ju- where are we dropping? Yeah, where are we yeah, dropping? That's don't the name know. of the series. <laughs> oh, Austin, you did. You did I'm bring sure no one else sickle, has done the that. sequel. Where yeah. are we dropping? But it's crowbar and sickle colon. Yeah, where we dropping? Crowbar and sickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rob, what were you going to say? I was just going to say to that point about the the mimetic um, dead game discourse yeah. is yes. wherever it has popped up, it is toxic. Yes. And so much, it seems to be driven by two things. One is like hardcore fans of a game turning against it to like punish developers for mm-hmm. not doing more, whatever that is, or doing the right thing, whatever that is. Uh, and then there's like the game partisans who are like, no, I'm playing the right game, the one with right. the bright future. And you who are still having fun on this other game, you're just wrong because it's no longer in growth mode. Like Dead Game right. to me is like this entire wholesale adoption completely uncritically of like a um endless growth capitalist mindset where it's like if a thing isn't endlessly expanding to become the biggest property in entertainment well then it's dead um Mm -hmm. because if something stabilizes or like declines to a really successful level that is itself a failure and so like at this point I don't know if it ever had any purpose to indicate like the health of a community, but at this point it is, it, it fully feels like every single game is simultaneously dead and wildly popular. Um, well, the thing is that you could use the phrase to, to talk about certain things because they might have 500 concurrence. Right. And that's just like not where any of the big battle royales Mar- are. Marvel's point, right? Avengers dead game. Yeah, probably. Probably worth saying that in the sense that what we're talking about is, is there an act, super active community where, but I don't know. I bet if I wanted to go play uh, Dragon Age Inquisition multiplayer, probably an actual <laughs> dead game. I bet I could go get a match in Avengers. If I, if I want to like get into the Avengers But that game, that game has dipped sub 500. Yes, yeah, 100%. So it, it, I don't it know, only, you're not it wrong. Only, it I'm only ebbs and flows based on. I, I, guess, was I guess dead, kind by dead not game. saying Avengers before. When I said sub 500, I was thinking of Avengers. Right. I, really well, I guess was. I just think like dead game does not necessarily imply actually dead it is Correct. like it, yes. it is saying like oh it's no longer relevant and so marvel's avengers they're making games the black panther thing's coming out but like yeah. you know yeah dead it's game not looking great it's not looking great um i'm sorry while we were watching while we were talking i was like i want to see some fortnite while we talk and so i went to went to twitch and i clicked on fortnite streamers and and there was like a billion of them i was like oh where do i even begin on this and i was like just show me the ones that are right re- don't show me views show me recommended for me and number one for me recommended was Jason Muse from <laughs> the, <laughs> Silent J, uh, who has 147 viewers currently huh, well, playing some chill Fortnite. Cool. Yeah. Godspeed. I wasn't <laughs> one of the recommended clips. Uh, you know, I didn't clip all clips. Sick clip clutch clips. round. Let's see here. Uh, clips. Uh, 
yeah, you're not in here. It doesn't show. Maybe again, that subscription thing is really throwing it off. I'm sure yeah. that's what it is. Um. Anyway, yeah, we should. Uh, we <laughs> should. The thing is, when we were playing PUBG, PUBG, mm-hmm. when we were doing Breakfast and Battlegrounds, that was the closest to a video game feeling like Fast and the Furious to me. Sure, <laughs> yes. To, to join these two things together, the ridiculous plan, the terrible execution. Let's go the to the laughs. school. Did yeah, it work exactly. out last time? No, no. Let's go to the school. Let's go anyway. Um, and so I feel like that to me, I would love to capture that feeling once again. Shootouts on the like it's going going across that bridge, knowing that there's like there's five no people just, just waiting dropped. to mow you down. You're just like, uh-huh. come on, let's go. Uh. So yeah, after this this, I'm going to to Jersey this week, but after I get back next week and, and maybe we get resettled, and you know we've been saying for a while we're gonna start. Spinning up some new things with Waypoint Plus, waypointplus.com. Uh, one of those things that allows us to do is stream more. On top of our Tactical Tuesdays uh, being back, I think we should we should try to bring back Crowbar and Sickle and, and friends and, and try to find find a new home, play some Fortnite. Play. We should probably play some Warzone. I didn't mention Warzone earlier. Yeah, Warzone's no, one of the we'll, most we'll, successful we'll, one of these at this point. Right. We'll take it to And we have we're all dipping. the motherboard that, crew mm. who are so good at it to tell us how to play that we game. We saw how good know? they are. I mean, I can't think of a better team to <laughs> shepherd you uh, through through Warzone. <laughs> this is very mean, Rob. Uh, we should take a break and come back and talk about some other non-Fortnite and non-Fast and Furious video games. I thought we talked about the Fast and the Furious game, but I heard that one was not pr- pretty good. So, all right, BRB. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. We are back. Uh, Patrick. Yeah. This is week two of you wanting to talk about chicory. Chicory? Yeah, I think so. I think chicory. that's I, chicory. Is, uh, yeah, it came out a couple of weeks back. Um, I want to say right before E3. So like in that like game builder garage sort of, you know, kind of got swallowed up a bit by people yes. looking towards all the. It's a hard time to release a game. I'm, I'm always surprised when people do it there because it's easy to just lose track. Like Griftlands dropped with a 1.0 yep. at that same point. And I was like, that's just not going to get any coverage because people are busy right now. Yeah, and so, uh, but I'd seen uh, you know, a lot of folks uh, talking about Chicory, you know, folks I trust on on the timeline. I was like, all right, I'm going to download this. And I had mentioned, uh, I mentioned the game briefly on our last podcast because uh, someone in the question box get asked about, like, mechanics that either were kind of done dirty and you wanted them to come back or ones that you particularly liked. And what I had mentioned was, like, I, I, I liked the series De Blob, the platformer series from the yeah, 360 sure. era of, like, filling in a blank canvas was just like a really satisfying thing for me to watch. And so uh, Chicory is this world where uh, the, there are these like these great uh, brush wielders who are kind of our, 
kind of like, kind of like not godlike figures, but they sort of like look over. They are granted great power with this brush, um, and uh, that brush is passed from like you know person to person, painter to painter. Uh, you play the janitor for uh chicory the like the 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 person who is wielding this brush at the time uh and chicory i believe it starts out like it goes missing and the brush is just sitting there and you grab that brush and thus as a result of grabbing that brush you are like one of these you know brush wielders like you are now like have the the power to like change the color remove the color in the world and at the time all the color has disappeared um, and so like the town is kind of in a panic over what's happening and you, you can explore with the left analog stick and then the right analog stick, uh, controls essentially kind of like a mouse cursor equivalent, which is the brush and you can, uh, switch around and, and put in colors and you can remove colors, um, and you can do things, uh, as granular as like filling in like very specific spots in, in those drawings, or you can do what I do and it's just like, there's like a paint bucket equivalent. It's just like, all right, do you just want to like <laughs> fill fill in what's what's around you? Um, because uh, the the world is both um, it is both an aesthetic choice and a mechanical choice, right? Aesthetically, there are frequently areas where you will walk around and it's black and white, and you can fill it in or not fill it in. And I, I've watched. I uh, I was I had to look up a bit. I was stuck, and it was fascinating to watch the person doing the YouTube video because you could tell there were times where they would just be charmed by a scene in front of them and they would just sit and like slowly fill that in, be very particular about the colors and like create that scene and then go one room over or one screen over and it's just black and white. Um, and that, that fills in on the broader map. So like when you pull up a world map, when you get access to it, you can see the spots of color. So if you choose to engage in that part of the game, you can kind of see that reflected on like the ground level of where you're walking around and then on the like the world map level as you sort of fill that in. And so there's this neat dynamic in terms of um, this kind of like black and white comic look and then this the, the coloring that you're filling in or, or not filling in. But um, if you're like me and you're mostly just like treating it kind of like the blob where I want to see where this mechanically fits in, like there are uh, like when you defeat the first boss, you get access to uh, your paintbrush upgrades and uh, now rooms that are dark the paint, uh, you know, creates a path for you. And so you're, 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 you know, you're putting the paint all around these rooms in order to get around you. Um, the paint has like different interactions with objects in the world. Like it can bring life to things and remove life from things. And that allows you to interact with different platforms. And it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a very charming, basic Zelda, uh, like game is, is like the closest equivalent. You're not really like wielding a sword. There are enemies you will occasionally interact with. There are bosses, but, um, the, you know, fighting them is mostly where's the weak point. Um, and mm. then you, you know, like activate the brush on, on top of it. Um, it's real combat is there, but it is not, um, it's, it's, it's pretty isolated is more kind of a casual exploration puzzle centric, uh, game. And then, so all those parts are really good. And then, uh, the other part is sort of like the, the plot that is occurring and what you discover early on, it's like a mild spoiler, but it happens very early in the game is the reason you find out that, uh, Chicory no longer wanted to wield like this brush is because they are depressed. And it's like a very interesting illustration of a certain kind of depression. And not, they're not just sad. Like you meet them, you talk to them and they just aren't happy and can't explain it, and they're sorry about it, and they're mad. Like, it's just a really interesting portrayal of 
like depression comes up in all sorts of media, but like rarely this nuanced or not just used as a uh, like a, you know, a, a, a quick like plot explanation for why a thing is, is occurring. Like you get a lot of time to talk with Chicory. And then as a result, like a lot of the pressure Chicory feels and like giving up this power to like this other character who may or may not feel like they've earned it. It's just a it's it's a really interesting setup for a game that on its face is like a uh, a like a charming like a go paint adventure and solve paint puzzles and it has that but then also has um this kind of extra added weight that doesn't make it feel like an oppressively sad game to okay. play it just kind of gives it a gravitas and a and uh um some real like uh weight to it that like i don't know just makes it more interesting to explore uh the world and like a more interesting motivation for like why your character is going forward to kind of discover um like because Ed, the chicory is sort of a, you know has this power as a result of like, you know, they've been doing things while they've been like working through the fact that they're depressed and it has created certain problems in the world. And like part of you is working with Chicory to kind of figure out what that is and what what you can do about it. So, yeah, very, very uh, charming game. Wonderful music. Great look. Um, I've I've really been enjoying uh, my time with it so far. Nice. It, it's I also hear the soundtrack is great. So it's a Lena Rain joint, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you if you like me. Like constant listen to you know like the Celeste soundtrack. This is not it. It's like not another a bunch of pixel jams, but it is just another terrific soundtrack. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm I'm looking at gameplay footage and it looks extremely like chill and pretty and nice. What are you playing on? Are you playing on PC? Or are you playing on uh, on PlayStation? Um. Okay. Like I, I think it's I don't think it's a native it's not, PS5 it's not game. Switch is it? It is not on Switch, but it is it is absolutely it is a game that uh, you play it and then you you want to play it on, on Switch. I like did the equivalent of setting up <laughs> yeah. remote play yeah. on my iPad. And so I've had was, I've had nights where I'm watching uh, 900 DMs come in from uh, Rob and Austin about mm-hmm. like a playoff game while I have that playoff game on. And and then playing Chicory like streamed through through the, the iPad because they added, you know, like native dual sense um and Xbox One support to the to the iPads and iPhones. Yeah, um, I'm about to be on a around. bus, and so I was like, "Oh, that'd be a cool bus." Yeah. And then a trip where it's like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play games like all day on that trip. It's not a vacation, and it's a vaca- it's a it's days off, but it's days off with family, so it's not like yeah. All right, peace. I'm gonna go play Switch. You, you might have I mean? like 45 minutes where you just have to kill and, it, and like, and if like- I could just exactly, if I could be like, oh, let me just vibe out for a little bit, I'll, I could do that. Um, I got other stuff to play on Switch anyway. Uh, I, in fact, the next thing I was going to talk about is Mario Golf, Super Golf, oh, Super shit. Star, Super Golf Time. I wrote it down. Super Rush, Mario Golf, Super Rush, which is okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I've been. Uh-huh. I was kind Are of you hoping playing it. You, also, Are you? No, I requested this in code. It didn't come through on Friday. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have time to have gotten to it this weekend anyway. I, but the core I, golf. Let me tell you, feels good. Yeah, I just. I wanted you <laughs> to have. The counter yeah. Austin experience and then yeah. like sell me on it differently than what seemed to be the consensus of the reviews is like Camelot delivers another pretty okay golf game. I think it's better than, within- than ten. I'm going to stick with it longer than tennis probably. Right. And I actually, well, hmm. Hmm. this is the thing is I think that Mario tennis game that came out, I think is better beat for beat mechanically. Sure. That thing felt so good. I yeah. loved the like duels I would get in in that. Um, this, I think, is not okay. So. I'm only doing, I've only done the adventure mode so far, the main kind of like RPG stats go up mode. 
Uh, it's there. It exists. It's better than the story mode, quote unquote, in Mario uh, uh, Aces. T- Aces, Tennis Aces. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, because like it's they're doing the thing. So I, I guess like some backstory, I guess a little bit is a lot of people like me have a lot of fondness for the very early Camelot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario sports games, Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. On the Game Boy Color, the Mario Golf game, um, I just like went back and looked at footage for this, actually, because I was so curious about how, like, am I remembering this right? The the Mario Golf game on Game Boy Color had a campaign mode, had an RPG mode where we, you had stats that you were increasing, and that, like, didn't have a lot of Mario in it. It's mostly just, like, golf cartoon, it's just golf people. You're just playing golf with people. Um, and in fact, like the very beginning of the game, it's like, well, if you're really good, maybe you'll get to meet Mario. One day. <laughs> and you do at the very end, you meet Mario and, and Yoshi and Princess Peach and stuff like it's it does happen. Um, but uh, uh, it's not like a Mario game in that way. This is very much a Mario game in the story mode in this game. You are like in you are like a, from a class of rookie golfers and the other people in that class with you are a charge and chuck from the from Super Mario World. A boo and a toadette. Uh, and you're all staying at like a you're all staying at like a like a dorm, I guess. I guess it's like a dorm or like a residence hall or like a it kind of feels like a um what do you what do you call those where like a bunch of people run a room at a place? Like a well, boarding, boarding house. house? Yeah. Yeah, run by by Birdo. Birdo is like <laughs> everyone's like golf mom. It's very funny. <laughs> um I mean it's it's this is the thing is it's like very funny conceptually. I don't think it's particularly I don't think it's like super funny in writing. Right, 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 right. There's a lot of characters to go around and talk to, and they're but they're all Mario characters, and they all like do the Mario, the various Mario character sounds. And if that sounds great to you, (laughs) then then sign up because it's just nonstop (laughs) a charging Chuck making a charging Chuck sound, and like it's it's all in that like it's there's two aesthetics at work here. One is like the new Super Mario Brothers. We are leaning in to all of the Mario sounds you know nonstop, like wah, like that version of it. And it's also the kind of crisp, too clean contemporary Nintendo UI where like square boxes with it it feels like the Nintendo Switch UI, which is so boring. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. service. It's it works. It doesn't get in your way. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. But it's not flavorful in that way. Um, More importantly, so far, and I'm very early on. And again, I've only I've not done any of the like just play a tournament as Mario, like that style of like, as if you're playing Mario Kart or something. I'm just doing the story mode so far. Um, and uh, which means I know I'm missing a lot of flavor because I know there's like special super shots and stuff like that for all the main Mario characters. And I'm just like kind of seeing those off to the side as I play golf. Um, but one of the biggest new features is that in many of the game modes, the reason it's called Super Rush is when you hit your ball, you then have to run to your ball. You hit the ball, and as it's landing, you're like, all right, pick up my shit and run to it. And you have a stamina meter, and you're, like, running to get hearts to give you more stamina so you can do your super run. And you're picking up coins, because coins are the, the currency that levels you up. I guess coins you spend on gear, but I think it may also improve your XP that levels you up. I might be wrong about that. It might just be for gear. Um, uh, and uh, you're just, like, running across the course. There's a bunch of different, like, sub-modes where, like... Right. Wait, that's speed golf, but there's also like cross country golf where I like this more conceptually where it's like 
you have to get from, let's say you're on hole one, you see you're mm. teeing off at hole one, the hole you're going for is hole four. And that's like up on a hill over there. And so you're like, uh, all right, I guess we're going to just go up here and then over here and there's a tornado in the way. And that stuff is like fun. That stuff, I think, I think cross country golf is, or CX golf, whatever it's called, uh, is, or XC golf is, is very, is like probably the best of the things, the new things that I've tried. The speed golf bums me out because one of my favorite things about a golf video game as you hit that ball and golf in general, anytime I've, right. I've like gone to the driving range, every time I've, I've played golf, it's like you hit that ball. Where's that ball go? All right, let's is, watch is it. it gonna, let's huh? watch it. Let's watch. Oh, it. I lost it. Anyone catch it? Did anyone you see it? it? Where'd it go? Right, like ooh, that was good. Oh, I sliced oh, it off. That's huh? a tree. You, know? that's you a hit tree. a tree exactly. And Car path. You can't do that in speed golf because you're trying <laughs> to run to the ball. Um, <laughs> you have to run to the ball, and that means you're like, oh, okay, I guess that was an okay shot. Sometimes you'll hit a great shot and like not get to enjoy that you like I've hit the ball, I've chipped it in where like I didn't even notice I was about to chip it in because I was running to try to get up to the green to to get like set up to do the putt. Are you are you doing this on like every is this Many every time of the, the tournaments mm. are are in speed golf. So it doesn't it fe- so it doesn't like. feel like it's hey, once every ten, like you're you gonna get speed. to you're doing a, this, is, this like, is a speed round. Again, this is there's like the core new mechanics are about stamina and yeah. and special shit and bouncing into people and knocking them over so they're slower. The speed golf rounds have like you have ninety seconds to clear this round, basically, right? Um, there's stuff here that I'm, I haven't tried yet that I really want to try. I really want to try battle golf, which is like, you know, the battle mode in, uh, Mario Kart where you're trying to like paint yeah. different sections yes. and like there's that, but golf where there's like 10 holes in a single like course or not even a course. Okay. It's more like a battle arena and you're trying to like paint them your color by getting the ball in. That's, that that's all right. Yeah. I want to like try, I, I, I want to maybe try this <laughs> Crowbar and sickle go to. <laughs> Why um, not? <laughs> Why not? Right? Get a code. Let's, 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 let's try it. it. Um, I still think the golf feel is good. Um, I'm still like, you know, I think the tutorialization is like, okay, but like, it was one of those things where like, I discovered what the backspin button was before the game told me what the backspin button was. Mm. And then it didn't tell me what the topspin button was. I was like, I know there's some button here I can hit to do a topspin. I can't figure it out. And it was very frustrating because the backspin button is B. You hit B when you like lock in your shot instead of hitting A. The top spin button is hit A twice. And I would have never gotten there if huh. I didn't dig through the menus to find the tutorial huh. on that. You know what I mean? I would have been like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Y. Y then becomes the the forward momentum one. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I, I'm i going to stick with it. I'm going to play this on the bus probably. And we'll see how that goes. We'll see if that makes me sick. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing golf on the bus. Uh, but But it's not like... I did not knock it out the park for me out the, off the bat, you know. So it's ha- it's it's hard to. It's a golf I, metaphor. I, I always find myself like because I play a decent amount of actual golf. Yeah, you're a golfer. Of, yeah, well, yeah, I, you're I a play, pro golfer. I play enough that like I play probably eight to ten times a year. It's like what I do with my brother. Okay. It's like get away from yeah, yeah. like my kids. Like my like we get away and we go play golf in in Wisconsin. So I play often enough that, uh, but not often enough to like fully satiate like the thing that I enjoy about it. So I do like to play golf games, but I never like to play Sims. Like I've never gotten into right. playing. You've never like, been a tiger person? No, no, no. Really? No. Oh my I think, God. And I think part of that is because I'm no good at golf. Like the, what I enjoy out of golf is like going and having an excuse. It's a it's, walk. It's, it's a, a nice. It's, it's yeah. like, I like to hang out with my brother for an extended period of time. It's a 10 in the morning. I cannot go to the bar. And like <sighs> golf is like, it's a different version of 
what people like, like what I get out of like going with my friends to like go to a bar for a couple hours is really less about drinking as much as it is about like a, an excuse socially yeah. to sit with people for a long period of time. And yeah. like golf is, is a different version of that. And so like, you know, I can play, I can keep it moving forward. I'm not like absolutely terrible. Um, and but like I then find myself more attracted to like pseudo sims of it, of the Mario Golf or Golf Story or uh-huh. Desert Golf. Like I, I don't need to like play a game that is like reliving like my dream if I'd like learned how to play golf when I was in high school and like truly understood like how to hold a golf club. It's more just I, I want to revisit that, that sensation that you described of like yeah. watching the ball sail. And I like the yeah, arcade yeah, yeah. aspect of it because it fits my own personality type of not taking golf itself at all yeah. seriously and not caring if I score an eight because I'm really just here. <laughs> Like for, you know, for hanging out. And so totally then. It, but it's still a difficult thing. Like I liked Golf Story. I didn't love Golf Story. That's exactly where um, I was at with it. But I, I, I like so much of what this, it did. Anyway, yes. Yeah, playing ahead. this makes me miss that structure of bouncing around and doing the little challenges in Golf Story. Where it'd be like, yeah. OK, over here, we're doing this. And there's still some of that here. But like this makes me feel like that structure was so much more advanced in terms of being like an enjoyable core way of doing one of these you know um i have one more note on this game which is this this uh this tweet from my friend cat Uh, (laughs) they've been playing this game if you've not seen this just you load this in i'll I'll, I'll count you in on this um and you tell me what you think should happen here when you're ready to are you ready to play yeah i'm ready three two one go do a little putt here. They're putting. Sure. And oh, Whoa. Mm, that's a shame. That's a shame. Whoa. That's a shame. Around the rim. Spin it around the, around the rim. And then it just stops. It just that's stops from physics. nowhere. That's bullshit. <laughs> I think that's a bullshit call. <laughs> I think that game, if you spin around the rim more than three times, it should always drop. It should always uh, drop. I, w- I would it love to- not just come. It comes to a complete stop from nothing. It's going yeah. full speed around that rim. It's not losing speed, and then mm-hmm. it just stops. It is though the the, the ball became sentient. It's, yes, it's, it's programmer said, <laughs> "Hey, all right, this is sorry. We've not you're stuck in a loop. We have a yeah. program for this scenario. I need you to stop so before the game breaks." Yes, yes. So, KB, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your that didn't drop. It should have dropped for you. It looks like it looks like Toad was gonna outscore you on that one unfortunately uh, so could uh, you uh in that scenario if you are playing could you have is it in real time to the point that another player could come up no you can't touch ball. the ball okay. i don't think right. i don't think the ball i don't think that the golf balls can hit each other i don't think i guess, I guess the scenario that like that could happen is so minuscule that like why would they program for it so i guess that makes sense but i i mean I, you're <laughs> when you're playing that speed golf you're all up on each other's shit like you're very <laughs> it's like I like the idea of like You're throwing elbows. A version, a version of this, a game mode where it's just everyone on the putting green, just just <laughs> one, two, three, shoot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, there's there's totally a world in which I put another five hours into it and I come around, you know. And uh, All right. my character gets. To be, oh. Who knows? Maybe I get used to it. This Camelot. You said Camelot earlier, and. Yeah. I went to go look to see what other games they made, and this is the, oh yeah, it's the gold, it's the Golden Sun people. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, which I uh-huh. didn't realize. 
Uh, Camelot. Well, Camelot. are they the Golden Sun people if Nintendo will never let them make a Golden Sun game again? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, they're also, the thing to understand is they're also the Shining Force people. Right. right. Which is like, both, they, they've made all-time great, yeah. like, genre-defining RPGs for both Sega and Nintendo, and they'll never get to do it again. <laughs> and it's Nerds. just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking. Well, I'm sure I, I have to imagine a lot of those people have left at this. If they right. really wanted to make it, right. the writing on the wall, uh, on the JRPG wall, was erected a long, a long, a long time ago. <laughs> totally. 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 Um, God. What are we, how, how are we feeling? What are we, what do we, what do we got? I guess, I guess I want to know briefly, um, uh, one quick update. I'm still playing Scarlet Nexus. It survived the podcaster curse, which is a okay. good sign. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the real test will be, will it survive the, I leave town for a week mm. and can I come back and pick it up? We'll see. Um, but I want to know about Ender Lilies because that's a game I have on PC and keep thinking, should I return this on PC and buy it on Switch instead? Because <laughs> I can, I, I'll, I got you. Remind me after okay. this podcast. Okay. I, I can, okay. I think I can deliver. You make that uh, happen. Deliver, deliver a Switch. Yeah, Ender Lilies is a game. Um, I, I not heard about it. Uh, and I, you know, all of us get a lot of emails with a lot of pitches for a lot of games that frequently can look, uh reductively because of the nature of our jobs, like pretty samey. Like it's hard to get an email pitch to get me interested frequently. I find most of my games that aren't things I already on my radar through like Twitter really, um, Mm -hmm. um, or like personal recommendations from friends. Like it is pretty rare for like an email to grab me and like put a game on, on my lap that I hadn't found in some, some other fashion or more, a more organic way. Um, And I don't know something I watched like a trailer for this one, uh, a couple of weeks back, and there was just something about it that I grabbed me. I don't have like a great way of articulating. I was like, "All right, you know." Frequently, I'll just request like I re- spam request codes, and if people are okay with that, I just promise I don't know that anything's going to come of this, or that my team will do anything with it. But you know, I'll pass it on, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And this one I, I put in, and um, this is like as we're like leading up, to, you know, right after E three, uh, you know, so Metroid Dread, and I'm like, ah, like I could go for. You know, who knows? When we're getting Silk Songs. Like I could go right, for one of these, right. and I, yes. if I could have just downloaded a, Metroid, a Metroidvania with like deliberate Soulsian combat. Well, yeah, whatever. So just something in playing in that space. And it's like I can't yeah. download Metroid Fusion. Like Nintendo won't let me do any of that. So all right, right. so let's let's check out. They will not. You they will not. Do it. You cannot. I could. I, I, you I go get Wii U. I think right. I do, and I have I have it in storage. Last time I yeah. opened that Wii U was when they was it that that Mario Maker level where people were. Like basically running a uh, like a slot machine in order to try and like get these pieces to line up to get to the other side. Like, I don't know. Look it up. I, I wrote sure. about it years uh-huh. ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, Ender Lilies is this is is uh, uh, yeah. You, you wake up in a. I played maybe two hours of it. Um, uh, the you wake up in a world. You're this like really frail looking uh, girl. Um, kind of like a gener- child. Like child. A little, like a yeah. Yeah, kind of generic looking kind of anime girl. Um, and they don't. Uh, you don't have any memory of like why you're here, like what's what's going on. Everything around you has completely turned to shit. Um, and you come across this uh, spirit that like promises to to help you. And so you look at this frail, <laughs> frail child. Like how are they going to attack in this world? Which, granted, given the anime influence, like is not like a hard like. No. Sure, give her a sword and she uh, like it. she could do it. Um, but the way. It, <laughs> The way it actually, uh, Ender Lilies, like, actually works is that you are finding different spirits that then become 
sort of like these apparitions that you are using in, uh, to uh, kind of deploy various attacks. So like if you look at the if you look up the kind of like uh, uh, like headline art for this game, there's like this soldier type that is standing next to the to the child, and that is you attack with that, but you're like the way it's presented in the game is really fucking cool because it is like this spirit in front of you that is doing the attacking. And it's still, despite the fact that it's like separated from you by a number of pixels, it doesn't like, I haven't had any trouble uh, like with the collision. Like it doesn't anticipating the anticipating. No, no, Now, granted there are no, as far as I know, there are no parries in this game. So it doesn't have sure that level of sort of like mechanical, um, or at least it doesn't go in that direction in terms of combat depth. So mm-hmm. it, the fact that there is kind of an uh, artistic separation between the characters' uh, sprites is not a, a big deal. But that's sort of that that like it starts with you, being, you know, attacking with this sort of spirit, and then over the course of you know the first couple hours, you start gathering other uh, spirits that mm. can do different things. Like one is sort of like a like this little slug creature that is kind of a bomb equivalent, where like you throw it, it releases some poison gas. Um, um, and you start start getting, uh, you know, other ones that, you know, can, you know, let you jump higher and, and et cetera. And so part, part of what the game uh, is building towards is like you can tap, I forget which button it is, but there's like a button where you can like switch between like your like equipped sets. So gotcha. like, my, my guess is you're going to end up having dozens of these spirits um, that do different things, can be upgraded by finding certain material that uh, grant you new powers. Um, and you can have something like six or seven of these spirits available to you at any one time. They have... They have a cooldown attached to them in terms of use, so you can't spam them. But then also you can only use them so many times before you get to, you know, your, you know, bonfire equivalent or collect something in the world that that refills it. And, um, yeah, it's one of the uh, – it does have the very soulsy, you know, stuff. It's a, you know, dark, depressing world fighting monsters that seem to have been human at, at some point. Like this blight mm-hmm. has taken over that I – you know, don't have much information about, but it feels really good to play. It looks really uh, gorgeous. Like it, it is a really wonderful looking kind of dark uh, fantasy world. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun to explore. One of the, the, the bits that is a little bit unique is that when uh, you fight a, a boss and there are also like kind of NPCs that are in the world that you'll discover in, in the same way. Um, like people can kind of be rescued from their monstrous fate. Like you will fight them. Huh. You will see, so you'll fight this boss. And then that sort of like releases them from this blight that has turned them um, into a monstrosity. Um, and you'll get like a glimpse into their past and their relationship with the main character. Like if I remember correctly, cause it's been a, a, you know, a week and a half or so, but like the first major boss you fight, this giant, this giant creature that's, you know, going after you. And then you take it out and it turns out actually this person was um, assigned to defend the main character and was eventually corrupted by this blight and now finds themselves, you know, attacking the, you know, the, the, the main character. And so you get a little more kind of, I don't know, like, you know, uh, less obtuse, more like direct mm-hmm. storytelling. But I, I like the fact that you, you know, you have these moments with the different creature, the major creatures in the world where you get to kind of understand their motivations and how they arrived where they are. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's good. I, I, and the Metroid part is good. The combat part is good. Um, Like it it is scratching all of those familiar itches that it doesn't take a lot for me to like, to get there. But if I'm going to actually finish a thing, it needs to hit a certain threshold. And this one, this one is definitely doing that for me. And and my guess uh, would be, uh, would also do it, do it for you. And I, and I like how much variety you have in, 
the combat where you can kind of like spec out your character in different ways with these. Yeah, these I just saw a list of like you, you'd mentioned there's probably like a, a, a bunch of these and I would say mm-hmm. there's two, three, four, five, six, seven, twenty five maybe different yeah, of these sure, like great. S- spirits that you could equip. Um, and you give a couple sets, so like you, yeah, equip like six at once or three and three, and like that's that seems like a fun way to build a character, and they all level yeah. up, and that's yeah. And I would uh, the art in screenshots, I don't think looks very yeah impressive. I it has strong. Uh, I love Flash, but I'm just using this as like you know a shorthand, but like the you know kind of like the Flash vibes of, but this art is not it is not not cheap at all or in motion. It is it has. Uh, like a real flow to it and the amount of detail that's happening in the background, like go look up a high quality video before you, yeah, uh, sure. um, I, you know, like anyone else to parse information will be reductive to games, especially that have a certain art style at times. And this one, this was that, that was the, the hill for me to climb originally. It was like looking at it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, and then like in the first 10 minutes, like going through an area where like, I don't know, like watching the way the, the spirit comes off the main character and like, like these like fiery candles would sway in the background. I was playing it on a switch. I bet it looks even more impressive, you know, on, PC a, on or a PC. Like it was yeah. one of the few, like I like finally brought down an extra dock to the, the 4k TV in my hat in, in my office and was playing it down here. And it's just the problem of playing a 1080p game on a 4k screen. Like it just really exasperates the resolution issues. Mm-hmm. But um, it was, it was the kind of situation where I almost found myself like wishing I was playing it on my PC in, right. instead now granted it looks great when i'm just playing it in handheld mode but the moment i put it on the display like the the granular detail in the art like i can just tell that like i'm it gets hidden in a game like hollow knight like just by the way it's drawn like i didn't find myself missing that but i i find myself like actively missing some of the resolution in in ender lilies just because a lot of it is is happening in the in the background so yeah i i'll, I'll, yeah. I'll i will figure out that code for you so you can check that Thank out you. as well appreciate it um uh, a uh follow up by the way it was in fact death's gambit which is getting a, an expansion afterlife we raised this last week or maybe the week before mm. where we talked about there being another uh-huh. 2d one of these 2d souls lights we weren't sure was it death's gambit was it dark devotion is dark way is dark De- what's What's the one that's a fire emblem like, Rob? That's Dark Dark Deity. Dark Deity, which we should get an update for also. But uh, Death's Gambit Afterlife is, I believe, the one we were both talking about. I found the tweet um, that made me go, huh, is that going to be a thing that I should check out? That tweet was was from, uh, I want to say from Dominic uh, uh, Terrason, Terrason. uh, who who noted that the that like the devs had kind of gone back through and uh, given it a, a kind of like a, a decent a decent facelift and uh, uh, upgrade to like the way it felt and then there this afterlife version. You're right. This is okay. Food. I have now found the the message board thread. Okay, that yes. was that I'm like, pretty sure. I saw a couple of gifts and I was like, ooh. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so you one of us should check that out. You're is that one, out now? I have no idea. I have okay, no I'm idea. Look. Let's see. When is this afterlife dro- dropping? Uh, I'm May- looking at the end of this thread. Uh, I was going to say, oh, and I'll look at the end of this trailer. <laughs> There's no date on this. Uh, well, the trailer came out June 11th, so I'm going to guess that this is not out yet, but it is probably yes, coming Yes, that makes out. sense. Um, Sometime this year is my guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll look it up while we transition. Yeah, you, to the you figure this out and uh, and you should check it out. Rob, what's up? Have you have you stuck with uh, Dark Dark deity. Yeah, Rob, did you get some kids killed? This was your assignment after uh, <laughs> after last week. So, 
Yeah, they're fine. I don't think people the die. Yeah, they, they just take they just take stat damage, right? Yeah, I've really I raised that when I first really played it. Mild, um, yeah, really, really mild stat damage. So, like at every level, your characters get it. Sort of rolls the dice and it sees how many stats get a plus one. This is a classic Fire Emblem thing because mm. you either get to like fist pump and go, yo, yes, great level up. Or be like, I fucking cannot believe this guy. This guy, really? You raised your magic damage? damage. You're not, you don't use magic. Why would you raise that? Why would that be the one that, give me your strength. I need your strength. Yeah. And so like if a character dies, they just take one point of damage off one of those stats. Chances are like, this is the sort of game where one, that'll be almost undetectable in terms of like how you're playing. And two, there's two ways to get it back, like in the next level, maybe that point accrues back and so it doesn't really matter. Or um, maybe you can go to the item shop and buy right. like the sandwich that gives them plus one <laughs> fortitude. Um, so I agree with this, that it's not a real thing. Like it's not it doesn't change the thing. Did you get you have the spear guy that you get kind of early on? Um, I don't remember the character names because it's been two weeks since I played. But do you get a spear dude pretty early on who it, I want to say the game thinks that he's going to be cool. Um, <laughs> and he died on me right away. And he didn't lose an important stat, but I think it shook his confidence. You know what I mean? Sort like Elias. How, I'm talking about Elias. I'm talking yeah. about Elias. I mean, yes. he ain't no Bianca. First of all. Oh, is, oh my God. <laughs> Who is? Yeah, it's like they play the same position, but they don't play the same game. <laughs> Did you explain Damn. Bianca to the no. team? Uh, okay. So early on, your, your pack of students meets with a couple veteran uh, sort of officers who are going to lead them to the front. Sure. And it's the, the big, serious mage dude, Lincoln, and his yeah. buddy, the more laid back uh bianca who is her archetype is like spears and pole arms and such but she gets like two strikes with her weapon like almost every time like she she is just just good yeah does massive dps which also means that her counterattacks will also just fucking wreck people uh her pierce damage appears to be through the roof so like if you're an armored character, like good luck with that. She's gonna stab you <laughs> to death. Uh, she walks around now. It's like she's the only character, pretty much, who is reliably one hit killing enemies. Wow. So it's just a question of like who does Bianca go take out? Uh, Elias, <laughs> meanwhile, has ostensibly a similar skill set. Can't do shit. Can't do um, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm dude. trying to keep him alive, and yeah. he's making it real hard. And I'm wondering if it's even worth it. <laughs> well, you can't. Eventually, I know I'm gonna have enough characters. I can't field everybody. So, like, maybe Elias, I should just put him on the bench now. He'll get used to it. You know? Damn. Um, <laughs> I, hmm, it's 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 it gets tough because you get characters who you know are. Did you get you unlock that thief? There's that level where you un, where you Sia um, or Sia, the or, the badass hmm. ones. Well, they're both Who's, badass. I don't remember my. I don't remember their names. Okay, did to, you fight the? Did you fight the necromancer? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you recruit all those new people and yeah. all that. Um, or you you get like half of the people who show up. You like get to play as a bunch of high level people You'll for that get mission. The rest. I know, I know. Yeah, of course. Uh, but the one you get before that, the one that you get in the like yeah, lock up. She's also incredible because she's just untouchable. She's just like so fast that I can. She's a tank, actually. You know, yep, you put her out there. Her dodge is so high. Yeah. That like she doesn't do tons of damage. Um, yes. Most. But she'll units chip seem, away. Yeah. 
Um, I'm glad you're, it sounds like you're enjoying this game. I am, but I'm still kind of uh, like, I will I say. I missed your initial, I wasn't here last, I left before you talked about this. It's the failure so complaint. Know. The battles are yes. just a shade easy. And I will say, because some of these characters are squishy enough that they're harder to keep alive, like, I definitely have to be more careful in the battles to to get everyone through. Um, usually I'm losing someone uh, because the AI is really ruthless about, like, picking one person in a yeah. turn and just targeting them down. And so you start to realize, like, oh, I just need to not put that character in a salient where there's going to be three or four attacks on them in a turn. I need to keep that from being possible. And in that necromancer fight, you need to remember that they can shoot through the walls if they oh, have bows for some stupid reason. I don't know if it's a I like don't understand what the layout of that place was. Rob. No, it was just so it wasn't walls. It was like rifts in the floor. Like it oh, was are, the ground oh, was like breaking I was apart. Completely wrong. OK. Yeah. I, mean, I like, took advantage of it myself. It. And was starting to like blast people with my weird new warlocks or whatever for sure, but I did not. Okay, there are holes in the floor. That makes way more. Which sense. Which is why you're warping around uh, yes. from section to section. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, so like the battles are a little trickier uh, than I thought. I'm still not. <sighs> There's not a lot of interesting tension among the characters. Everyone seems pretty no. chill. And I'm missing, again, that, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses is carried by the fact that there's a lot of interesting characters. Like, yep. there's characters <laughs> with real edge. Here, everyone is so fucking sweet, I just want to strangle some of them. Um, like, I can't wait till somebody drop kicks that little mage. Um, <laughs> oh, <you laughs> just, like the little guy? Oh, just the He's little so strong, dude. Yeah, they're all, they're all just cute as goddamn buttons. Uh, <laughs> you meet... Uh, Sloane, who's a uh, who, who's a mage, and she's like haughty. She's a noble, uh, a, a sort of noble in decline, uh, and so she's kind of an arrogant prick with everyone for like one for one conversation, and then like uh-huh. she thaws out immediately, and it's like yeah. you're not so bad. And so I'm kind of waiting for like these. Like, I, I want some interesting, like, things to latch onto with these characters. Yeah. And I'm still not quite getting it. I feel um, like this is not going to happen in that. I, like, I think everyone's going to be a little too likable all the way through. I think you're totally right about that. And just, like, it's... it's, it's Dude, it's right on. Like, it's just good enough to keep me on. Like, that's know, the thing. Yeah. It's a very... It's so easy for me to say... I'm going to fire that up and play one mission. Just play one mission. I th- Again, like, I think that that might be its best strength is it's very easy to just drop into it and play a mission, like advance a little bit, um, uh, you know, even just like, okay, how do I want to upgrade? Do, what what up weapon do I want to upgrade here? That stuff scratches an itch for me that like just the contemporary Fire Emblems don't necessarily. I like I think I was highest on three houses among us. I'm still mad. I think none of you have seen the Javelins of Light cutscene yet. Something I was going to show you at our three houses spoiler <laughs> cast, and that just like never happened um, uh, for scheduling reasons. It, it's fine. It, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but but uh, this the the kind of simplicity here of just like advance advance to the next map, see a cutscene, have people talk, and then beat up some bandits or whatever is just it works. It works. Yeah, it's a good model. 
it's the thing is I I wish this was harder, but at the same time, this morning I woke up, I didn't get much sleep. Mm-hmm. I needed a game that I could play with one hand while I just like nurse my coffee uh-huh. and like waited for my brain to fully like boot up. Yeah. And this worked pretty well. And so it's definitely in that um there's a sweet spot of a game just being kind of okay. And in some ways that can make it more appealing than a lot of games. I think I like more uh, just because it is like kind of, you know, it's, it's low impact. It's, it's like a a really accessible show on Netflix or something. You know, it's, it's it's binge worthy in that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Where like, I know what this one hour play experience is going to be. It's going to be fine. Yep. I thinking about uh, the stuff that some of the stuff that's like think about Bianca, right? I think that it actually is really I think that there's actually a lot of skill in knowing when to give you a character like that, someone who you can develop into an absolute beast. Um uh the thing that happens in Fire Emblem games a lot is you get early on you'll get a mounted character who is extremely like high level and the rookie mistake is to overuse them. Because they can one hit kill anybody, they can get you to do any. You got to use them to level up your friends, other people. Exactly, that's get, exactly you, right. You get them set up so that yep. my farm they, boy with the tin hat can get exactly. up there and get the kill. <laughs> exactly, they hit and set them up, and then Donald locks them down, and that's the game. That's that's the beginning. When you get Bianca, she's right in between. Like Lincoln is the higher level invincible dude, and Bianca is like just under him by like a couple of levels, and she's just a couple of levels above your other crew, and so. You don't have to you don't have to not use her in the same way. And she's even better at setting things up because she's not going to one hit kill anybody when you first get her um, the way that Lincoln will. And so it's just like I think that that's like a very adept variation on that traditional you get one superpowered guy. You get this this woman who's just like all around great team player out the gate and ready to move into a starting role the second everybody else catches up. You're not going to bench her. But I, I often end up benching the super strong guy because I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not using him enough. I don't like him. You know, that whatever he's a cavalier or whatever, that's fine. But I'm going to focus on my core crew. I want to level them up. You want, yeah, um, you want, it's more fun to be the wrecking ball yes. that who's earned the right of yes. being the wrecking ball. Exactly. Exactly. End. Yes. Uh, I also just do like all the promotions in this. I like fiddling over. I wish they showed you the stats of your character. I wish they showed you a little, I wish you could just like see everything about your character as they are pre promotion. Um, because sometimes when I'm looking at the promotion screen, I'm like, wait a second, can I get a better vision of what my character is right now? And they give you some of the stats, but I feel like I'm missing something when that screen shows up, you know? Um, anyway, Dark Deity, that game's, that game's good. Good enough to play. You know? <laughs> That's it. That. No, there's, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, uh, there is some news today that is like, Extremely heartbreaking. Patrick, did you want to talk yeah, about the uh, situation? Like, uh, content warning for yes. uh, suicide. For suicide, um, yeah, and, and harassment. And um, harassment, seriously. yeah. Yeah, earlier this year I wrote a a piece profiling a um, really extraordinary, uh, mostly known for their SNES emulation programming, uh, Nier, also went by Bayou, B-Y-U-U, B-Y-U-U. Yeah, and, and Nier is N-E-A-R here, yes. right? Yes. Um, uh, it, yeah, I and I I spent like six, eight weeks like going back forth with uh Nier because you know, uh as Rob loves to uh correctly rib me, like nothing attracts Patrick more than the headline of 
the 25 year journey to accomplish X uh, mm-hmm. niche task. And it, part of the reason I'm attracted to those stories is because those people are just like more of an open book. They will talk to you about their lives and what they're up to and why the things that they did. Um, and when I saw this one, um, I didn't know what the, what the story was. I thought on its face, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a story that I would write, but I didn't, I couldn't figure out like, but why? Like, what, what is it beyond just like the blog post that is? So this, th- that post was a 22 year perfectionist journey to localize the obscure Bahamut yes. Lagoon, which is an yes. SNES JRPG, right? Yes, yeah. Well, and it was, From it was Square. It, yeah, it was, it was released uh, in the Squaresoft era, pre Square Enix when, you know, they were a powerhouse in terms of making JRPGs, but this was, uh-huh. it was not an era in which every game came over. Um, and right, so, right. you know, go read that piece to get the, you know, the f- full breakdown of this timeline. But like what, what led up to me wanting to write that story was, um, like the emails I would send near were just like so meticulous and interesting. I couldn't understand half of what was in there. Um, and I still couldn't figure out what the story was. Um, but I was like, well, I'm just going to keep going back and forth with this person because they are being generous with their time and seem interested in answering. And at some point, hopefully, like there will be clarity on on something that I want to write or or maybe not. And it'll just have been a pleasant conversation. And we spent a lot of time going back and forth talking about like growing up, you know, like one of the most interesting nuggets in, in, in the profile I wrote was about how when they were trying to teach themselves how to uh, program, um, they were about to spend, uh, and I should note as an aside, the, just so I don't forget, the profile I wrote uses he, him pronouns that were at the request of near at the time. Um, okay. So that story, I need to go back and, and edit it to uh, better reflect um, how they identified at the time of their passing. But like that story was not misgendering. That was, I have an email that is, what, you know, yeah. what would you like me to do? So that, that was covered at the time. Things are different now. I just, there will probably be a question about that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. Um, and, uh, you know, they were told that they were going to go uh, for a summer vacation to their grandmother's house and weren't allowed to bring their computer, but their grandmother wasn't told that that was the case. Um, and so they found a way when they got dropped off at their grandmother's, to they had squirreled away a bunch of money uh, on the side and they went to Fry's or Best Buy and bought a bunch of parts and and, and they built a computer at wow. their grandmother's house, left all those parts there um, uh, at the end of the summer uh, and, and came out of that experience with the building blocks to – Build if you want to understand right. the, the the legacy That's of a different era. Also, it's a different yes. era. This is really early for, internet. Um, yeah, like yeah, v- yeah. very difficult to like connect with groups online to kind of like have shared experiences. Like near, you know, came into the emulators came out of you know modern emulators came out of like the internet connected era. Where people could collaborate, um, but um, it wasn't as also easy. Just building a PC at yeah, the oh time god yeah is a different. You would if you man if you managed to do that. With the money you'd scrape together to go go to a fries and buy those parts, and then that's a hobbyist endeavor in a yes. way that today it still is. It's still I would still say that's a hobbyist endeavor, but to a lesser degree because of the the barrier of entry is a lot lower in terms of just yeah. how you do yeah, it. Yeah, you really really got to be dedicated to the cause, and 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 you know like their their grandmother's place was out in the middle of nowhere, like it was twenty miles to a McDonald's, like you know like you couldn't right. walk in, like it was that kind of situation. Um, and to understand like the the. It's probably less appreciable now in sort of like modern emulation. Um, like uh, the emulators that that Near worked on were like accuracy specific, whereas things like SNES uh, 9X and 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 th- things of of that ilk were performance specific, which was 
what do you want to do? You want to play Super Mario World. Are you going to notice that like the shadows are a little bit different? No, probably not. You just want to play Super Mario World. And and Nier found that just endlessly irritating. Um, Just like really just drove them. Like it just like they couldn't stand it. And so a lot of what they, the early work they did was um, called, uh, I think the specific term is like cycle accurate um, um, emulation in which you are trying to, to the best of, of your ability, accurately recreate how like the CPU and other elements of this device worked. And and I saw, I, I always had a challenge in the piece explaining like how to, like what the right analogy is. And I, and I, I liked one that I saw that was in celebrating New Year's work over the weekend, which was, uh, and this, and it was the SNES in particular was a difficult uh, sort of beast to, to, to nail down in this regard. Like, like, like if you imagine the SNES as a programming language, like what do you do if that programming language switches on a dime constantly and like that that is part of what near was was tasked with doing and part of of the legacy of when when near started releasing their emulators people complained because they said hey i'm playing super mario world and it runs like shit um and and you know near's well that's on purpose it's because it's accurate and so like it, it took years mm. for the emulators to get uh more proficient and for computer hardware to just kind of catch up to right. to, to to allow people to appreciate you know the, the work that that near was doing um, so that's all to like set up uh, the broader, um, like a lot of, I'm going to write a piece, uh, about this after this podcast, but we, I spent a long time talking to near about their harassment. There is so, there was so much pain in the emails that I exchanged with them. A lot of what near was worried about was they were, they're very happy to do a profile about their work, but endlessly terrified that that piece would amplify existing harassment. Nier had gone into retirement. Part of the reason they went by the pseudonym Nier instead of Bayou was because an, an attempt to distance themselves from um, harassment, specifically from the doxing farm, Kiwi farms, the the online that I'm yeah. sure you've heard, uh, you know, in passing and pass it is a website explicitly dedicated to hosting the doxing of information to create coordinated harassments of individuals my information has yep it's probably still Same. up there um yeah. um and uh but some people are picked on more than others some yeah. people have more support than others um you know near, it is a, it is it is gruesome to look at that site and to see the world is so, there are so many things that are awful in the world and kiwi farms ranks so high yeah. on the things that if you could snap a finger it would make the world a better place immediately for so many uh, people um and there is not an easy way to make that not not happen um, would you believe that the cruelty involved in picking who they harass often breaks down on lines of marginalization including queerness mm-hmm. and neurodivergency and you know race and sex like would you be surprised no no, huh. no. And, and, yeah. and and you know and in exactly. talking to near that they were explicitly told and was rubbed in their face you know these are the reasons we're, we're attacking. And the only reason I'm even dis- divulging any of these details, none of that was very little is in the story. I, I negotiated down to a, to a place where they would feel comfortable. I was like, I, I have to talk about the fact that you were tired. I know, uh, I, I know why that is like, how can we arrive at a place where I can include enough detail that the, the reader can either do their own research or, or, you know, in, in buried links or can at least have an understanding of like why we're at the place that we were. And we, and we found a place you know, uh, where where we both felt comfortable about that, and I would have proceed. I wouldn't have proceeded with the piece um, if they hadn't signed off on that. But mm-hmm. um, 
it was the kind of thing where I, I cannot, you know, their tweets in, in explaining, uh, you know, where they arrived at, you know, uh, prior to us, you know, sort of learning that they had taken their life. Like they specifically mentioned Kiwi farms. They mentioned the harassment. They mentioned, they, they specifically cite like this moment in their life, the decision they were making came back to Kiwi farms and the uh, harassment efforts that had occurred um, yeah. at that horrible place. And that is something that, it was so it made the the piece so challenging to write because you just saw this person and this was part of their story like this like it, you know it was part of what i what i found interesting about them was like this person was so driven so in so much pain so hurt and yet got up every day and wanted to make themselves better wanted to make the lives of others better make the you know the history of video games a better place through their extraordinary genius and so such unique genius. Like there, there won't be other people that can replicate that work. They'll only just be lucky enough to, to maintain it. Um, and so, so anyway, like this, this story kind of concludes with, I, I you know, I was this, this weekend, I was out with, with family and my, uh, I, I had just my, my youngest, uh, my oldest was on a family trip with my, with my wife. And I went out to get a couple of drinks with friends, get back. And, uh, I right before I went to bed, I got a glass of water and I'm just like ch- chilling out before I go to sleep. And all these tweets from people who are panicking. So what, you know, the, the timeline of it, there's a Kotaku piece you can go read that'll give you, you know, uh, uh, on their, on their front page right now that has the time. Basically there was a, you know, essentially a suicide note, um, in a series of tweets. Um, and people were trying to find some way to get in touch with near and, people did Googling and I like had written, you know, the, you know, one of the last major, you know, pieces about near. And so, you know, before I went to bed, you know, all I had was an email, but you know, like I have this email in my box. I've just like been staring at for like the last like two days of just, Hey, near, how are you? You know, I'm concerned about what I saw. What can I do to help? And, you know, I had already my suspicions at that point of, of where, where we were, but, um, and I, I don't, I don't carry any guilt on my conscience about the the story or, or anything like that, but I don't know. It was just, uh, I, you know, not, I don't want to overly center myself in, in, in the story, but I've like, I've never like gone through a thing like that before. And it's just to read through those emails is just so painful. I'm just so, my heart breaks for a, a person who was so made so many great contributions to the world to be destroyed by something so uniquely evil, just and for that pain to not have been known because yeah. like that's so when I, when I say not to center myself, it's like I wanted so badly for that part to be known because I wanted people to understand what this person was going through and what the unique pain this website was causing this person. And that's where you find yourself in this catch 22 where the moment you discuss it, the, the moment that is going to spin up for this specific right. person and what was so unique maybe not unique, but was unique in my experience watching harassment campaigns was the degree to which the the folks on Kiwi Farms would target their friends and family and dox them um, as a measure to, uh, you know, where Nier didn't want to discuss what was happening because the moment they raised their hand to, ex- to explain why they were in the place that they were, they were opening the people in their lives to, to that very same uh, threat of harassment. And that's so just... That just weighed on me. I don't. I don't think writing about it in the story would have changed things, but I, I. I sit with a great weight knowing that that person was privately in pain. I knew of that pain. There was nothing. I don't think I reasonably could have done any different. But nonetheless, I sit with it anyway, and it's just. 
it's awful. And I think that's, that's, that's my main takeaway is that it's all the world lost a great thing and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. have, and there are people responsible and they will almost certainly receive no justice. uh, Yeah. I mean, this is the most frustrating thing. I think there are no amount of people in this industry who know what Kiwi farms is and know what they do. And it can often seem that no amount of coverage can chip away at their ability to hurt people. Um, and also be, I think part of it is there is a resignation that this is an, this is a part of life. Uh, this is what it means to be a public figure now um, of, and that the internet has changed what it means to be a public figure in, in a way where um, this access, this information is accessible. There are very few protections for people who do not have a lot of money, a lot of money. Like you need to be rich, rich to be able to attain a thing like privacy now. And even that obviously is not particular privacy and safety, I guess is what mm-hmm. I would say. Um, that's just not available for a lot of people. Um, and uh, when you have organized harassment campaigns like this, there is no, there are, those people are celebrating. Yeah. Right now. Um, that is the degree of cruelty we're talking about. We are not talking about, you know, some grade school bullies who themselves are going through some shit and at home and blah. Like, the degree of cruelty on display is outrageous. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I am very much of the mind that even though it can be like whack-a-mole where, hey, if Kiwi Farms goes down, another site will pop up in six months. I think th- the thing that should be done is that the Cloudfare prote- protection should you know, be removed. The, the, whoever the host is should be boycotted until, uh, you know, in a, in a targeted and direct and, and demand, demand filled way. When it's, it's hard not to imagine there can't be legislative means a hundred percent to put this into the ground. Like it shouldn't be where, um, like New Zealand found themselves incapable of doing anything because they hosted, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the shooting, the what was it, the Christchurch, uh, the Christchurch uh, yeah, yeah, shooting, yeah. and and New Zealand attempted to extract IP information from uh, Kiwi Farms, and they basically told them to fuck off, and there was nothing much New Zealand can do, so they went, took the extraordinary step of banning Kiwi Farms right. on an IP level from, right. and it's like that's, come on, like I mean I I understand how you arrive at that that place for like from you know, but there has to be there has to be a better way out of this. And so if there is – if any movement of a rock moving up a hill towards that, mm-hmm. whether it is just the whack-a-mole of, of you know, killing off that or moving slightly further in any sort of legislation or work that would – that isn't yeah. just like suicide prevention hotlines. Like that's already yeah. – we're too late. Like it shouldn't have – made it to, we, to I, this point. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to read the suicide prevention hotline number uh, because mm-hmm. it's important to when we, when we have these conversations. Um, but I will also, uh, in, a, in adjacency with that, we'll make two appeals, which is um, one is I've lost friends to suicide um, who I love dearly and who I miss a great deal, um, who I understand the pain that they were in. This is the second part of this is I understand the pain that they were in. I have lived with suicidal ideation for most of my life at this point, based on my age. The majority of my life, I have uh, been uh, depressed uh, and have um, yearly been very deep in it. Um, 
so I am deeply sympathetic to people who are going through it. Um, and I've done my best to, the reason I say that out loud is because I want you to know that that feeling is not and should not be um, a point of despair itself because ideation is a thing that happens, <clears throat> but it's not a thing that needs to resolve in self-harm and it does not need to resolve in your death. Um, uh, it, is, it is often, as someone who has lived through this, extremely frustrating to see very trite responses to the pain that leads to ideation. It can feel dismissive and it can feel um, naive uh, and it can feel condescending, which is why I want to speak about it because I'm someone who's lived through it. Mm -hmm. um, you just don't know. You just it can feel definitive that the that the the pain will disappear and that the world will be better without you. You don't know if tomorrow will be better or not. And that can be terrifying. But I want to emphasize that it can also be, in many ways, if you can find it in the absurdity of it, um, hopeful. Tomorrow could be better. It really, truly could be. It has been for me. Like, I, I don't – even now, even with Waypoint Plus, even with Friends at the Table, all that shit does not stop my brain from just, like, wanting to implode on itself sometimes. Um, uh, there is no amount of success that will just like rewire my brain that way. I know that, but because I've pushed through that and because I've been thankful enough to have support and help, um, I, th I believe that I've been able to bring a degree of joy and, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, support to other people in my life. Um, uh, and I don't know that I'll win that fight forever, but I, but that is enough for me currently to keep me in that fight. And it is a fight. And I think for me, I talk about this often in the way that I think you talk about being uh, an addict. It is not a thing you conquer forever. It's a thing. It's a process that's ongoing. Um, and it is something that, that I want people to know there are, there are resources, but more importantly, there is the possibility. There is the open ended possibility of the future where you could find yourself in an equilibrium. You can find yourself with good days and you can find yourself with people you love and, and with work that you love and with things that you love. Um, finding a thing to, to care about in that way, however small, like dead ass, you do not know how many times it has been. I cannot wait. I, you know what? I want to let me at least I really want to play this game. It can be small and that is not a failure and that is not a. It, it can be, I really want to see this person again. It can be all that stuff. Like, finding those things in your life is necessary and is, and is not something I think that you should feel bad about if that's the stuff that's keeping you going. Um, uh, and if you've never thought about it like this before, uh, please take some of this to heart when I say that the pain is really like that. It really, truly is. Um, and there are people in your life who might be going through it in that way and do your best to support them and love them. And when you talk to them about this or when they look for you for help, please do your best not to be dismissive. Um, please do your best to be as supportive as you can without being condescending. Um, because some of the lowest points I've been in in my life have been when I say that I'm in this place and what people do is they simply remind me why I shouldn't be. Um, and so if you're out and, and I'm not saying that it's, 
easy to intuit what the right response is. <laughs> um, um, but I, but I think that for me and, and for many people that that place has to come from a genuine interest and love and not from a desire to disengage as quickly as possible. Um, so that is my appeal to you. I will say that the, the, for, for those of you in the United States, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1 800 273 8255. Uh, but I only wanted to say that after I made a much more direct uh, and honest conversation about my own history here. Um, uh, and I could go on and go on. Like yeah, and, I, and, and I just, I, you know, I've said and, it before. Yeah, go ahead. Well, and, and I just, you know, if I can contribute anything to, you know, like when these tweets, when these tweets came out from near and then we found out, yeah. you know, the, the resulting actions, it's part of what I wanted to make clear about my own previous interactions with near and the conversations I had that I kept private and feel, um, you know, an obligation to, to sh like this fight was ongoing. This was not like, yeah. and I, and I, this was not something arrived at flippantly. This was, this was a, a long held pain. Like the, 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 the sway of optimism that you talk about is, was so present in, and that's yeah. what made the emails and I'm rereading them this morning while also trying not to get too upset about rereading the emails, but wanting to, to, to revisit those specific conversations where they would talk about like the things they were doing, whether it was therapy or some emulator work or some other thing in their life. Like they were, they were finding those ways to every day wake up and, and not put that to the side, but find ways to be excited and motivated to, to find that better tomorrow, even if it only lasted for that day. And then you have to find the new thing the day after that. And they, I just want to make so clear that process was happening and that only underscores the tragedy of what yeah. did occur because this is not a person that wasn't aware of their situation, took it, right. took it any, any, any lightly, like was so cognizant of their own pain and trauma and, and really was by all accounts going through extraordinary measures to put distance from the, uh, just, they were putting in the work, and, and if this is where we arrived, it, it only underscores the tragedy of the situation all the more and and makes it all the more painful. It is a it is it is a a deeply sad thing and a deeply angering thing because of the role that Kiwi Farms played here. And uh Which is also unique in this circumstance was to have the specificity yep. of what occurred. Um um, not, not, you know, granted, you know, near spoke to me and spoke publicly about, you know, you know, lifelong traumas, you know, this, but, but there is at the end of the day, you know, to have the, the individual themselves and a long history of, of harm to others. It is just so specific. I, I don't know that if Kiwi Farms didn't exist, that near never has mental health issues again i don't i don't think near would have said that i don't i don't think that's what we're saying here either but right of but, course. but this is yeah. something that is actionable is specific could make the world a better place and by all accounts greatly contributed to the actions that occurred over the weekend and i, I think that is pretty undeniable totally um all right i feel like on that note uh probably not the vibe to dip immediately here into the, into the question bucket. And then we let this one ride out. Um, I will be gone for the, the remainder of the week. will not be on the, the Friday episode. Uh, and I will note we will not have a Monday episode or a Tuesday episode next week. 
uh, because of the holiday in the States. Um, uh, but we'll be back again later this week. Uh, we will be doing a Tactical Tuesday today. I think Tactical Tuesday is, is, is the XCOM campaign is coming to an end, not this week, but in the f- near future. So stay tuned for some more of that. We'll do more Tactical Tuesday, obviously, afterwards. But you know, we'll see. Um, uh, and otherwise, as always, you can send your questions to gaming at vice.com. You can follow all of us, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. You can support us by going to waypointplus.com. Uh, you can follow uh, Kato at at a underscore Kato underscore appears. Rob at Rob Zachney and Patrick at Patrick Klepik. Sending love to all of you uh, this week. Um, uh, those of you both affected by uh, the the conversation we just had, and, and those uh, who have otherwise uh, lived through um, their own struggles and and. Uh, their own loss. Someone who's been again on both sides of that. I, I, please know that I'm, I'm sympathizing with you. I'm sending you my love. Uh, I've been through it. Uh, we'll be back uh, later, later this week. Uh, until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Uh, you know, love the people who are important to you, and love yourself if you, if you can do it. Peace. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.